0: This is Dojo Live, tech without borders, stories that bring us together. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Dojo Live this Thursday, August 18th our final show of the week. But you know what they say, we save the best for last, right? My name is Kim (laughs) Lantis, and it's my pleasure to be hosting today. Joining me to co-host is America Guerrero. Hey, exciting to be here. Hi, Ami. And of course, the guest of honor, Mr. Travis Rush, the CEO and co-founder of Repario Health. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today, Travis.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. We're all about health and we're all about the future of health and you know as we we're talking about here and going to be talking about is just making sure that healthcare reaches the masses as easily as possible. Saving money, saving time, saving lives ultimately. And so that's the what we'll be getting into today. But before we do, Travis, we'd love to get to know you a bit better. As an individual, as a professional, tell us about Travis.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've uh, been around the, the tech world and healthcare for a long time. Um, been involved in web application development for 25-some years, had multiple businesses. Um, my previous company was in the eye care space. Uh, I sold that company to Johnson & Johnson uh, a few years ago. I uh, went to work for them for a while and then uh, left that. Uh, I'm not I'm not very well designed for corporate America. And uh, I decided to launch another company uh, called Repirial Health. And uh, we focus on at-home biometric screenings um, so that people can have better and easier access to their personal data uh, to help them uh, have the information they need so they can act on their own and, and not rely on everyone else to tell them what they need to do next.
0: Nice, and that was actually good to be my, my next question of Repario health and who you are the problems that you're solving from and, and you already introduced that really really well. Is this a mashup I'm guessing of some type of hardware with software or, yeah, or what's so, the problem you're addressing
1: yeah so it's uh, we came at this from a very uh, different approach than I think a lot of uh, a lot of companies have come at uh, at home services, so you know there's <clears throat> There's chronic management that goes on right now, um, that there are tons of devices now that you can buy and you can then use to monitor an ongoing chronic illness. Um, what we've really focused on is trying to keep people from ending up in that state in the first place. Uh, so our entire business model is around preventive care and trying to uh, make sure people have convenient and easy access to get the data on um, On a regular cadence or whenever they want to get to it without um, having to disrupt their life, you know, take time off of work, book an appointment somewhere, drive to that location, figure out how to get there if they don't have a car, Um, you know, find a babysitter for the kids, you know, all the things that they have to do to try to make that possible. Uh, We try to remove all those barriers because those are the things that uh, cause the friction that keep people uh, from doing what they need to be doing and procrastinating. Exactly. I am, I am also one of them. So solving a problem yes. for myself.
0: <laughs> and even if something is simple, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Because even if some, something as simple as getting my teeth cleaned at times, right. which I know I can't do at home. Uh, <laughs> well, I like do. I floss and floss well, regularly. Sort of. But I mean, <laughs> what I mean is like just the, oh, I forgot to make an appointment. Oh, this, oh, that. And so even to just get those frictions out of the way makes a lot of sense to other elements well, of, of our health
1: yeah, and even, and even if you do try, right, there's a prioritization problem that happens as well. You know, you have this appointment scheduled for three months from now, life happens, something more exciting shows up on your calendar, and you reschedule. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, you, you've done that for three years, and you haven't... You haven't had my teeth cleaned. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out on that.
0: Perfect. So let's get more in-depth to the topic of today's show, as chosen by you. What is that, America?
2: bringing healthcare into the home. So how employers, patients, and other stakeholders can utilize at-home screenings to help address the healthcare needs of the workforce, as well as underserved populations to prevent chronic conditions and save billions of dollars in healthcare costs. So why did you choose this topic for today's show, Travis?
1: Well, you know... There's a c- couple of things. One, b- before I even talk about the, the data, you know, if, if there's nothing else that the last two years has taught all of us um, throughout the pandemic is that uh, underlying issues matter. Um, chronic illnesses come from an unknown underlying condition that nobody has noticed because you don't feel it yet, right? Uh, the problem is, is by the time you feel it, it's now too late. Uh, And it's really hard to turn back uh, from that point. It takes a lot of work and time. uh, And most people can't once they get there. Um, You know, the the data out there, the CDC, for example, uh, they have a report uh, out that shows that 37 million Americans have diabetes and one in five of them don't even know they have it. And beyond that, when you look at just being pre-diabetic, eight in 10 people that are pre-diabetic in this country have no idea. Uh, And the only way that they ever find that out is when they get to that stage where now it's so bad that they feel horrible all the time. They're always tired. There's something is wrong. And they finally go in and now they have to try to reel back the damage that they've caused to their body and get back to a healthy place. So, uh, you know, what, what we are really trying to focus on is giving people easy access to be able to do that and look for those markers at home. Um, and employers are, are, are a great place to start, which is where we've begun and put a lot of effort. Um, you know, the employers out there have workforces that, Not only should they care about, but it matters to their company that their workforce is healthy. So it's a win-win if they provide tools and resources for their employees to get easy access to take care of themselves. Um, It makes the company more productive. It makes their employees happier. They feel cared about. uh, And and people can start to get ahead of the problems that that create these chronic conditions.
2: And Uh, is it something that... I'm sorry... It's it something just for the employees, or you could use this um, tool for your kids, for example. Is this uh, an opportunity to have more accounts? Is that how it works? Yes.
1: So it's not geared towards anyone under 18 at this point. Um, You know, our solution is really designed to uh, help adults uh, for now. Uh, It does require a little blood collection uh, with a finger stick. Uh, and some other things, but but the beauty of it is that the data comes back instantly. So people can act right now. They don't have to send something off to a lab and wait for results and then talk to somebody two weeks later and try to understand what they're reading and this email that they got that has all this data in them in, in it that they they don't understand exactly what they're looking at. Uh, and so w- we try to provide instant results for them so that they can act on them in the moment, share them with their doctor. Uh, you know, make a point with a dietitian. Go talk to their physical fitness person. Whatever method it is that they want to use to try to improve their health and their lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, before we continue, I do have a disclaimer. Uh, I'm in Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico. Ruben, who's doing backstage, also is, and it's just started to storm here. Traditionally, the internet is not very faithful. So if we disappear, everyone, you know, you know what happened, and I, and I apologize in <laughs> advance. But, uh, we'll talk quickly. So I, I was really interested in the, you touching on the focusing on employers for employees, because that was my question. And I was really curious if we could tap into exactly how you're making this work, both with the hardware, the software components, and specifically where you said underdeserved populations. Because I think it makes perfect sense what you're saying to me, the prevention element, utilizing the tech that already exists. But a lot yeah. of times with that also comes... And this is how it
2: starts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, no problem. I I know what the question is. Well, I I can answer that. So I think that, you know, when you're you're looking at um, ease of use, so one of the things that we've really focused on is making it really, really easy. Uh, The way that this service arrives, it arrives in their home. They open an app that they have pre-downloaded. The app then does all the work for them. So it it automatically connects to this kit that is in, encompasses a multitude of medical devices, from a blood pressure cuff to a blood testing device, uh, scale, and all the things that they need uh, to get all this data. And uh, we've made it so easy that anyone... Uh, can perform this screening without any kind of clinical experience whatsoever. I, 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 I joke about uh, when we were early on, I had my 80 year old mom uh, do the screening because, you know, in my, my mind, that was our, our litmus test to making sure that it was easy for people to do. And, and I don't mean to say bad things about my mom. She's an awesome woman, but she does call me when she has trouble with her email.
2: And you make so, something uh, intuitive. That's great.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So trying to make it as easy as possible. So uh, it's a very, very easy solution. And so what employers do is they offer this to their employees to say, hey, here are some things that you can do to uh, check on your health. We can give you a coupon to go to a CVS and do a screening there, or you can make an appointment at a LabCorp or or a Quest Diagnostics or somewhere, or... Uh, we'll ship this thing to your house and you can do it yourself. Um, and the way that really works for the underserved population as well is, you know, a lot of, of, of the people out there are in rural communities and making an appointment to go somewhere like that is a big deal to them. You know, they have to drive a long ways. Uh, it's not like living in the city. And, and so our service accommodates those situations as well.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I'm curious, how was the process for the UI UX side, for the, sorry, for the user experience? Uh, mm-hmm. You said that it's something that is really intuitive for everybody. Well, someone who is older than 18, right? So how was the process to build this?
1: Yeah, we we have an uh, amazing team uh, of engineers and uh, UX UI uh, designers that have been really focused on this app. Um, and the way the app works is there's a virtual Uh, nurse practitioner narrating uh through the entire process so there's someone talking to you and saying all right here's what we're going to do now and there's an animation and some text and as soon as you complete that task you hit next and then it starts with the next piece of of the process and uh takes about 20 to 30 minutes to go through it um but we've made sure that it's very very easy and then we also have 24 7 support uh via chat and um email and, and phone. So if, if someone is in the middle of like taking their blood pressure and something isn't going right, they can reach out to us and get some help immediately. So uh, we make sure that they're able to get to the finish line. That's our goal.
2: That's amazing that you feel that there is support all the time when you're in this journey. When we're, when we're talking about healthcare, it could be a scary path and you are there every time. That's great. Um, in addition yeah. to David's is there another uh, common disease that you, with your app, with the software that you have, you can easily identify to your customers? Are there other uh, trends? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't, I'm not sure I understood the question.
2: No, don't worry. I'm kind of nervous because Kim is not here and this is the first time that I going to be like <laughs> hosting. So don't worry. I said it no, incorrectly. No problem. So why, <laughs> uh, yeah. why don't,
1: why don't, yeah, so, so in the app itself, one of the things that, that maybe is interesting is what does it tell you? So in our, in our current app, uh, the pieces of information that you get when you're done um, are your blood pressure, your heart rate, uh, BMI,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: relative fat mass. Uh, and then on the blood testing side, we provide them with their total cholesterol levels, their LDLs, HDLs. Uh, triglycerides and glucose. So all of that data shows up in the phone uh, in the app immediately when they're finished with the screening. And then they're able to look at, you know, what is a good range for cholesterol? And where do I land in the middle of that range? And how do I improve it if it's not great? What are the things that I can do? So there's some educational components to it as well, because, oh, yeah, uh, you know, a, a, a big part of people improving their health is education.
2: Um, exactly
1: first 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 give them the data and then explain to them what it is and how do they improve it what are the steps they need to take Uh, and if there's any data that's out of range we definitely um, encourage them to go talk to their doctor or physician um, and and get some more insights uh, about what's going on you know in the u.s 90 percent of this is a pretty staggering number, 90% of the $3.8 trillion that our country spends on healthcare costs is to manage chronic diseases. Mm. 90%. So a huge part of our country's spending on healthcare is to fix people that we could have prevented in the first place if we'd have been on top of things. And so, you know, as much as, as COVID created a lot of Horrible outcomes, um, you know. There's no denying that. There's a silver lining, I believe, and um, that it it removed the the barriers, the regulators, mm-hmm. um, and all the all the things that were stopping uh, technology and healthcare from rising to the surface. Um, because as we learned, the healthcare system can't handle all of us uh, yeah. if we all get sick at once. And um, so they they had to make room for some of these new services. And uh, I, I think in the end, I think this is actually going to be a very good thing for all of us uh, to be able to bring more of this technology into our homes and get a better handle on how we're doing.
2: Yes. Um, how do you see that repair is going to be in a few years? What, how do you feel that is going to be the next step for this kind of technology and healthcare?
1: Yeah, we're, how- we're working on um, additional technologies that uh, do different kinds of screenings. So the screening that I described now, this is an initial version, um, but as, as time continues, there are lots of other tests that can be done at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, we can be looking for liver disease, kidney disease, um, we can provide screenings that, that look for uh, issues with white blood cell count, which can uh, signal that, that your body is fighting something.
0: Uh-huh. uh
1: so whether or not you maybe don't feel sick yet, um, a high white blood cell count says that your body is reacting to something that's wrong. Um, so little things like that that can give you a warning sign before something goes really bad. Uh, that, that, those are all the things that we're trying to, to get ahead of.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I cannot imagine the nearest test. How would you have it in your home? And then how the data is going to identify Oh, I have a question from uh, one of our Doyle Live viewers. Here, this question sure. is from Antonio Osuna. And the question is, it is so weird to ask this. Okay. But do you have any type of API integration to deliver this data into another platform? This could be yes. awesome. Thank you, Antonio. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the data that comes into our system, whenever, uh, if a I if a, hospital network for example is asking us to do follow-up uh, screenings for uh, patients that are now back at home uh, we're able to push that data via API calls uh, into uh, EHR systems so absolutely and and other systems if somebody has a uh, some companies w- we work with have uh, dedicated um, record management systems of their own and uh, you know as long as they have a way for us to push the data to them we can absolutely do that
2: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Let's talk about the culture of your company. How does yeah. it look like to work at Repiru?
1: You know, I, um, having having run a few businesses over the years, there's a, a philosophy that I have uh, with the company and with our people. Um, and that is that Allow your team to excel wherever they want to excel. Um, I really believe in, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a funny thing that I, I say to my team all the time. If you ever wake up in the morning and dread coming to work, please come to work and tell me uh, and let's figure out why. Uh, I don't ever want anyone coming into work here and not feeling passionate or excited about what they're going to do that day. Uh, yeah, yeah. The beauty of startups is we're always creating, we're always breaking down barriers and trying to do something that nobody else has done or trying to do it better. Um, And it's an exciting environment. And when you get the right team of people that all have this, they may not be entrepreneurs in the way that they want to jump off the cliff and try to build the company, um, but they still have an entrepreneurial spirit about them. And um, you know that's something we really try to encourage. If you have an idea, or a, a, even if it's a wild, crazy idea of a way we might want to try to do something different, let's throw it on the table. And let's talk about it. Maybe it'll change the direction of the company. Uh, and I think I think people enjoy that and enjoy having the freedom.
2: Is that ownership fill in when you start in a company? Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah.
1: And. I think that I think that probably the hardest thing that I've had to learn over the years is how to let go of things
2: okay.
1: um, you know that's hard especially when when something is your baby and uh, you're building it and you know we're we're 35 employees now and uh, continuing to grow monthly and mm-hmm. uh, you know I I find uh, it's funny I was in a team meeting just just earlier this week, and I was talking to the to the team about how awesome it was that there's so many things now going on in the company that I don't even know about, and uh, it's it's pretty fascinating and and makes me really happy to know that they've embraced the company the way I have, and uh, you know they're doing things on their own to try to make it better without me having to ask them to. So I think that I think that's, that, awesome. I, think that's mm-hmm. I think that's when you've nailed the culture of a company is when they believe in it just as much if not even more. Uh, than the person that 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 had the idea in the first place.
2: Nice. So oh I have another question. Thank you, Ruben. Sure. Do you believe in healthcare policies to put some control of the food industry? For example, in Mexico, characters pets are forbidden from packages. And we have labels to that say if the products has high sugar, fat, etc. Thank you. Hmm. Ruben. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the half of the half of the problem with the, the diabetic issues in our culture are because of what we're eating. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I I strongly believe that the food industry needs to take a little bit of responsibility for the quality of the health of our country. Um, you know, making food and trying to market it in a way that attracts people's attention, um, to eat something that's horrible for them, I think that's, um, I think exactly uh, something that the healthcare company should be getting more involved in.
2: Yeah. And it's, this is something that you said at the beginning of the show, that there is this educating element, like, a cons- well, it's not a consultant, but you can learn from this data, you can learn to eat more, you can learn to prevent to have illness with this, right? So is right. that this food um, habits, I guess, it's something that you mm-hmm. can also improve with this software, with this information?
1: Yeah, so we don't have like a coaching mechanism built into what we do, but we do partner with, with, you know, Not just employers. So, uh, you know, I know I've talked a lot about the employer side, but it's only because at this point in our growth as a company, uh, we really are leaning on employers to help us get our services to their people. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But there are longer, bigger plans as well uh, that involve getting involved with, as you were just mentioning, um, coaching and wellness solutions, dietitians, Mm -hmm. nutritionists, uh, people in those arenas who actually have the knowledge and expertise to help people change their habits um, and using our solution as a way to uh, provide them with data. So I'll I'll give you a quick example. So let's say you're meeting with a wellness coach um, or a dietitian, someone who's trying to help you improve. And you are uh, being given a task to change these, you know, these five things about the way you're eating or these exercise components of your life or to walk a little more or whatever the tasks are that they've given to you, you need to encourage that behavior, right? So if you only do a screening with your doctor once a year because that's all insurance will pay for, if you wait an entire year to see if those actions are having any impact on your body, that's a lot to ask of people to stay motivated, hoping that it's working for an entire year. So one of the things that we think is of value to people is in the wellness and and coaching communities to be able to do a screening every three months. So now you're helping someone saying, all right, let's do these things. And then we'll do another screening. We'll ship a kit to your home. We'll do another screening. And we'll look at those results and see if we're going in the right direction. And One of the things our system does track is trends. So for example, if, if your uh, cholesterol levels are dropping, you'll see that they're going down um, in the app. So uh, I, think, I think, yes, there's integration with those kinds of services. We don't offer them. Uh, we're more of the data provider for all of the other services that are out there. And that's really the place we want to be.
2: There's yeah, plenty I- of
1: amazing wellness and coaching services out there. We're, we're not trying to compete with them. We want to help.
2: Exactly. And how do you know when you're getting a really good partner? What are the signs that you see?
1: Uh, What do you mean by a good partner?
2: Yeah, you were saying that uh, you're planning to improve with this platform that one day you will want them to give to your customers the opportunity to learn about uh, their healthness, right? And then you have partners with that. Ah.
1: So these are for, so so I think, you're talking about what different kinds of organizations?
2: Exactly. Yeah. That we partner Thank with.
1: You. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh, the wellness and dietitian coaching services. Then there are also fitness fitness people. Um, you know, there's a lot of trainers out there uh, that that we've had brief conversations with. Again, you know, as a as a startup, we got to pick a direction and go with it. Uh, but there are other paths here. Um, there's life insurance companies that are. Uh, doing screenings on people uh, for life insurance policies. There's uh, Medicare Advantage, where uh, there's constant checkups happening with, uh, you know, high-risk individuals where uh, clinicians are showing up and and doing a screening. Uh, There's also uh, the veteran services. You know, we're working right now trying to get into uh, the government agencies to provide uh, a service to help with, the veteran population, which is, as we all know, drastically underserved uh, and being able to give them access to some of this kind of data so that they can um, improve their health. So there's lots of different places that we think there's value that we can add. And you know, all we want to do is, is find ways to get people information so that they can do something uh, before they end up being one of the statistics.
2: Oh, and that's wonderful. And thank you so much for providing this amazing support, these amazing services to the population. Is are there any words of wisdom you wish to share with our audience?
1: Gosh, that's a big question. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that I have wisdom. Um, you know, I, I would say that I think talking from a from a a business creator entrepreneurial standpoint um, I think that the healthcare industry uh, needs more of us that are mm-hmm. getting creative and going out there and taking a chance to try to make it better uh, for, for everybody so I, I guess if I had any, any encouragement or words of wisdom I would say if you if you have an idea of a way to try to make all of us better live healthier happier lives I Jump off that cliff and, and give it a shot. It's it's a fun journey, whether you make it or not. It's still a it's still a good time.
2: How encouraging. Oh, that it was so awesome to have you here under your life, Travis. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, what Repario is, the industry, everything that you're helping with. Thank you so much. That was the last Absolutely, question of our thank show. You. Now, thanks to you. So for the next week, audience, we are going to have a recap on Monday. Don't miss it. It's going to be 12 p.m. Pacific. Again, Travis, thank you so much for everything.
1: Thank you, America. Bye.
0: Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.